When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. at it again with another episode of the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. I'm Cody Bradley, Thad Bell, Robert Russert are here. It is Super Bowl Sunday. It is kit release week. Where's David? Where is David? <laughs> we lost David. Damn it, David. He's gone radio silent for, for Super Bowl Sunday, I think. Thad, we know you don't care about pointy ball, but it is an exciting day. we got to at least mention the Chiefs. Go Chiefs, go KC. Cody, for the I'm glory nervous, of man. the city. I am nervous. I'm, I'm, I'm wearing sporting gear instead of Chiefs gear. I'm nervous. I know. I, I I know we're the not the underdogs, but it seems like we have a bit of that grind a little bit because the whole country is rooting for the Eagles. So there's a little a little Why? bit of like an underdog mentality. Because I don't the people people don't like the Chiefs this year. I, everyone's annoyed that how good Patrick Mahomes is. It seems like <laughs> I, I don't know. Is he becoming like? The Brady now. I mean, uh, it's oh a little. God. It's a little bit of hell. That. No, and, and he even told his his brother to shut up this year. We didn't even really see from his brother, and people still hate him. So <laughs> there's nothing he can do. I can I can understand the the hate on the brother, but yeah. So okay. should I put on a Chiefs thing at some point today? I'm no. wearing. See, okay. I, see, I, I towed both lines here. I'm wearing red the red uh-huh. Comets jersey that we got for the media game. So got the red, but it's not right, right in the sweet spot. The wrong ball. Right, right. No pointy ball. See, I just don't want to invest myself too deeply into this and get emotionally <laughs> yeah. attached. That's yeah. why I'm... <laughs> but, but you are regularly a Chiefs fan, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I used to not be... I used to be, then I used to not be. Now I'm kind of slowly sliding back into it. And I still would want them to win because my family wants them to win. I, my friends want them to win. It's good for the city. I don't Glory hate Philly. City. Yeah, so... Sad. We're both from St. Louis, man. I'm not a Rams fan. No. And... Screw them. Cardinals are forever gone. So any any team that's moved in my living memory, screw them. Exactly. <laughs> I am a avid hater of the sport of of American football, but I, I put on for my city, man. Anytime is that the because city's it's coming so together, big and dominant. Is that it's why? just it's a dumb just line up the gameplay of football next to all the other sport. It's just a dumb sport. <laughs> you know, when I was a little kid. I, you, you just as a little boy, you make up games to play, right? Like yeah. again, uh, throwing a ball against a wall, whatever. You just make yeah. up little games to play. Mm-hmm. But then the more people you bring in to play it, the more you play this game, 
you see the flaws in it. You have to keep making rules like, well, you can't do that until I touch this. And then it's like, yeah. So you have to keep <laughs> making these rules to make it playable. And mm. that is what football is. I get you. Neutral zone infractions, 10-second runoffs. Like, what? It's a dumb sport. The, the rules are so stupidly applied. You can have you can have a holding on every single play. They and they nobody knows what a catch is. Like they, <laughs> right. like referees don't <laughs> yeah. even agree on what a catch is. Like what are we doing? No. We also okay, in some fairness, man, I'm gonna go back to I just saw like report before the, the Leeds game came on that Howard Webb, the former head of MLS or pro, that now the head of the officials in England, had to apologize to two teams for two VAR offside calls oh, yeah. being incorrect. Yeah. One and one they called them off when they weren't, and one they called them off when or they didn't call them off when they were. And mm-hmm. so those rules, even with damn computer science, are still yeah not applied I know. correctly. I know. And then the charade, the absolute charade of these two men with these chains running 30 yards out on the field to put these things down and measure a millimeter of it's like i just can't believe anyone like takes it seriously and it depends on where they set the damn ball down yeah and it's a 60 it's a 65 year old referee spotting that ball from 30 yards away through 15 300 pound bodies and he's and he's supposed to get it exactly where it is uh it's just and again just the inherent nature of it where it's like if it was closer to rugby these guys moving this, gaining territory, like I, I get that, but it's like sometimes we're it's trying more like to, true war that way. We're, we're trying to get this mythical half an inch the, from where they place the ball, and it, it's just dumb sport, dumb sport. And it seems like anytime a receiver fails to catch the ball, it's defensive uh, you know, foul, you know, pass interference. And then we've got the beautiful game: can't use your hands and offside. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, there's no question marks on that sport. No. (laughs) (laughs) And how did I end up in the position of defending the NFL, man? I don't know. I'm just going to keep looking at you. I don't know. (laughs) But but see, that's why you always have me on this, like, because I'm I'm willing to like defend either side. I just like to argue or debate rather. Right. But I just I try to be fair in my critique. I don't like pointy ball because oh my god yeah we played for five seconds and now we got 45 seconds of commercials or people talking about what they might have done the tv timeouts (sighs) oh they're just standing there waiting for television to come back oh my god i can't believe it uh an indirect relative wife's cousin wife's in-law cousin second removed whatever husband was the guy at the Chiefs game that wore orange gloves and he had to hold them up in certain formations, certain patterns that the refs would know there was a TV timeout. Oh, yeah. And when they could start the play back up again. So his whole role was like uh, they radio down to him and he has these orange hands that say, okay, you can do things. I don't and know what the pattern was. It is insane the, the number of jobs like that that are that are just around in the arena of an NFL game. It's just like it, it's truly insane the number of people that are on the yeah. field doing one niche job. I, I do want to shoot an NFL game one time, just once, just for the experience of it. And then I don't think I probably ever want to go back in there. All right. How you doing, Robert? You've been kind doing of well. Cody you? tried to drag us back to soccer, but what, what, what maybe are we'll you? get there now. You've been researching something I'm here? reading one of my articles to oh, okay. support uh, something that we may discuss. It's on our agenda. We'll see if we discuss it or not. Okay, good. So. You got to read your own show. article? Well, yeah, I got to remind myself. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we will get to the Courtney Ford news reluctantly. 
we will we will talk about it what we can do around it i can't even it just i brought the whole room down to the, even the mention of it. it it hurts it's a punch in the gut but let's uh let's talk about the rsl game because we have so many uh highlights to go over <laughs> uh but no it was I watched good. the whole match what are you talking about we got uh <laughs> we did get to see johnny russell's a beautiful free kick from johnny russell and uh willie agata got a goal in the two to two draw yes willie got a diving from like three feet off the line header <laughs> goal so was there, is there a video of that i didn't i yeah. have not seen that yeah i was it was in the videos oh, what have i been doing it wasn't like spectacular but you know no, but it's the kind of goal that you kind of expect Willie to get. It's in the box. There's stuff happening. He's going to dive in, throw his body. Yep. Poacher. Which is why we need another center forward, because at some point, Willie's going to get hurt. <laughs> is that, you can say that for about any important player on this team yeah, at this point. Yeah, is that, is that just because he's a sporting KC player or the way he plays? I think it's just a team That might small. be infected there, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, Gotti Kinda's ready when Eric Tommy goes down, right? Wait, is he Tommy healthy? I haven't seen him for a while. <laughs> Good God, is this team snake bit or is it just me? I don't know. It feels like it. I get look. All right, we're the, we're there. The Courtney Ford news. Courtney Ford will miss the entirety of this season. Yes, with an Achilles injury. He just had surgery ruptured. on the Achilles, ruptured yeah. Achilles, which yeah. just I, that's one of those that you, I hear that ruptured Achilles and I get I get sympathy pains. Like I legitimately feel it. It's like gives me the willies. Have you hurt your Achilles? Or I've I've like I not never ruptured it. I've had a sore Achilles before, and, I, and it put me on the ground for a long time. So, <laughs> yeah, you can't walk right for a while. Yeah, I don't. I wonder how that'll affect his uh, holy socks. Yeah, I saw a suggestion of that. The two were linked that he was, you know, we talked to him about the holes in his socks and had something in, you know, blood flow and circulation and all that. And I saw a suggestion of, of a tweet that, that, that the, the signs were all there that he, that this could have happened. I don't, I think that's quite a stretch. A, a ruptured Achilles in a game is just a thing. Yeah. You know? I don't, I don't think that's directly connected. I mean, if it was a calf injury, you could maybe, maybe, yeah. But, no, Agreed. Uh, that's Agreed. just one of those injuries that kind of perplexing uh, thought there. Yeah, and I, I just I, I'm more afraid that Courtney is snake bit because he's had multiple injuries previously, mostly knee, I believe. Right. And it just you know he he's had obviously all of the challenges in his career, and it just his, seemed his like family. he was poised to 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 do it. I think we were all rooting for him. He filled in, you know admirably last year whenever he could it's the exact and, word uh, i was thinking <laughs> oh really yeah. i didn't i wasn't sure if admirably was too strong but no as he it was admirably and uh yeah i it think wasn't everyone, spectacularly right, right right exactly but i think everyone was really rooting for him it seemed like he was going to be one of the guys this year to go to and uh yeah this just this hurts for as a fan of the team and and for the player yeah i wish him speedy recovery and hope to see him next year but now, what does Sporting do? They signed... What is his contract? Oh, damn you. It's a good question. Robert, look that up for me. Yes, boss. Chris Rindoff is the draft pick, center back draft pick that they just signed. The first draft pick that was signed uh, in several years. But if that is the answer to 
this new hole we have at center back. Um, I think a lot of the fans are going to be quite discouraged by that. Well, it was always a worry when there was only three center backs under contract. And then exactly. when the fourth center back is under contract, it's like, well, okay, great. There's a little bit of coverage, but I have faith that they feel like he can do a job. I just don't have any faith with any guy coming out of college to step in right away. I've heard very good things about him. I'll be honest, but that's also uh, potentially a little bit of positive spin there. Well, and we heard in the Vermees's last press conference that he did say a center back was coming. We didn't know how good of one. Right. So, you know, maybe I'm I'm a, a relentless optimistic, but it is still possible. It is that that's not the signing that he was referring to. It is very possible, and I even if it wasn't, I think they probably are going to be a little more right reaching for one right now. Because I mean, you can still bring them in. The window's open, and it's just now the problem is: do you overpay for them? You end up on a bad contract because you bring somebody in who maybe isn't going to be a starter. It's it's a lot of question there, and you, I don't know where they how much money they have open. I know David put out a good article on some potential uh, options out there, so go read that. Yeah, Mike was the first one to begin diving into the MLS free agents that might be available. And, oh, no, it is not a, it is not a happy list. What this, I, don't, I don't even remember any of the other names on it except Jeff Cameron. That's, that, the, I saw that's Jeff, the one that sticks out. I saw Jeff Cameron, and I just gave up on the whole idea. I thought we all agreed as a as a U.S. soccer fan base that Jeff Cameron was no more. Well, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, he used to be a very good center back. He was playing in MLS, and I was still trying to just act like he, he wasn't there anymore. He's just I, – I don't know why I pick on him so much because, like, you know, Michael Bradley and Altidore and all those other guys. But it just – Jeff Cameron is just embodies that whole failure of the <laughs> – I, and like he was that he was one of the better players on that team, and I yeah. liked him at the time. I just I can't disassociate those two. I think of Jeff Cameron, and I think of that horrible failure letdown, the, the Trinidad stench. Yes, yeah, I, I kind of feel the same about Jeff Cameron. Like it, if that was the only option, yeah, you bring him in, but he would be like the fourth center back, and I don't remember him having a ton of speed. He he was good in the air, wasn't he? At one point, yeah, big dude. He yeah, should have been decent. I remember yeah, he, standing he was, next to him one time and looking well up to him. He would score goals when I was doing Yanks abroad. He would he'd get a header every now and yeah. then. But since his time over there, it's just been pretty much downhill. So this just a reminder: this does leave the starting center backs at the moment. They're the top two on the depth chart: Andreu Fontes and Robert Bolader. Bolader was signed. Last year, before last year, is the U22 saw some good time, but saw some uh, questionable. <laughs> saw some bad times as well. I just found Courtney Ford's contract uh, expires at the end of this season. I'm sorry, expired at the end of last season. He had an option for this year, and he's an option for next year. So he's on okay. his first option year. Yeah, and I know in some of the uh, preseason highlights that. Uh, I think the opponents put out on one of those games. It did not look like Volador, Robbie. Volador. Uh, I think he made a couple of mistakes. He might have been put in a bad situation because I'm. Really, I think it was him because the video was not that great. But Zusi had a restart down on their Sporting's in, oh, and he played yeah. it across the box to whoever's over there. I don't think they were expecting it. 
And then somebody also on that side, I don't know if it was the left back or mm-hmm. Robbie or, but I heard somebody say it was Robbie that then made a pass essentially to five feet forward to the opponent. Yeah, I saw that. That was Louisville. I thought I saw Zussi's attempt at that cross. That was, and yeah. it's normally his, his just right in his wheelhouse is that beautiful cross field ball. And I don't know what happened there. I mean, he, whoever it was over there looked about as bad as Harry Maguire. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so guys, when I first heard this news, it's like, all right, a season of promise could just fall apart right here. I mean, Rodoy hasn't played in the preseason yet. If he does get fit, are they going to put him back at center back? I don't know. Is Sweat going to become a center back? I just shudder at the thought of Volitor and Fontas being our center backs. And it's just like this team is just not strong up the spine. It just isn't. Well, if it was Fontas and somebody else, is that fine? It's, it's Volitor's the worry there, right? Well, it's a combination of the two. Neither are athletic. It's the combination. I just don't see that working very well. Yeah. And somebody does need Fontes to be athletic. He's athletic. Pair. He's just not fast. He's very slow. <laughs> he's okay. Swift is not his middle name. Yeah. Who's going to clear crosses into the box <laughs> out of those two? <laughs> Hopefully, <can't>. Robbie. <laughs> or is Kyrie Shelton the answer here? Let's throw that out there. <laughs> Another one I, I thought we all agreed to forget about. <laughs> But no, seriously, does it make you kind of just think, oh, this season of promise is just going to fall apart? Or am I being too pessimistic? Maybe maybe, maybe we should start with that premise, and then everything is up. Yeah. Okay. Don't have to f- don't have to start strong. You have to finish strong. And when they're, I mean, what they're going to have like eighteen teams make the playoffs this year, maybe. Okay, but isn't that fallacy? Hasn't that been shown to be a fallacy? How come every time at the end of the season, we're like, damn, if we had won games earlier in the year, we wouldn't be in this position? It's because they didn't win enough games earlier in the year. <laughs> right, exactly. So it's not always how you finish. Well, it is and it isn't. I mean, you have to do something during the year. I mean, but we've seen right, that a lot right. of times at the Galaxy. They would be terrible in the first half, and then the sure. summer window would open, and they'd bring in somebody, and then they would finish really strong. But you can't, I mean, you can't not win anything in the first half of the year. Exactly, right, yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, you guys were discussing it. Is do they have time to bring in somebody or are we going to have to wait to the summer window to bring in a center back? Well, I have time. My, again, I'll be, I'll be the optimistic one here. I was already expecting at some point, whether it was before the season or midway through the season, I, I think the team is more than aware that they needed to sign a good center back. And I don't, think that that has changed it like nothing has changed there like I think the they're still looking I think they still want to and I, I think they still will eventually I mean yes this sucks right now it might it might have to wait until summer if the window closes but like yeah they'll, they'll, so they'll get haven't they back. known this since October well <laughs> you act like you act like oh we, we just need a center back real quick we'll just sign one no, I'm not acting that way. I'm like, we, are we going to have to wait because we can't do it now? I mean, I don't want to, like you guys said, rush into a signing. The, the window's no. not closing anytime soon. It yeah. just opened. Right. Yeah, right. I, obviously it is a it is a bad situation, but I, I still think that they're that they're going to bring someone in that is not Jeff Cameron. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have plenty of time to bring somebody in. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, thing with Peter is he's he will try his best to not bring in somebody who he doesn't think will fit. Right, and, of and, and it's happened, especially obviously. after uh, what's his name last Jose year? Jose Maori. Maori, uh, which by the way played like 
his second game with his team in Argentina, and he went like 31 minutes in it and got subbed out. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a pattern. Uh, I don't know if he was hurt. I don't want to make fun of if he was hurt. If he was just terrible, then I'm willing to make a little fun of it. Um, Voinovich is another is another name there. Yeah, even even him, man. I don't. I, I feel bad for him because he came in, didn't have a good chance to work with the team, was thrown into the spot when they didn't have a ten, all this other stuff. And I don't think he was that bad. It's just that right. once they had a chance to get somebody different, they had to make the move. So yeah. I think if he was stuck around, if he was still on the team, he might be the third center back. Or I mean, the third forward right now. And well, and and I just mean I I think. Those with those two examples, you know, that is why Peter Vermees is not going to want. Yeah, he doesn't want to just do something out of panic. And uh, and this is a situation where you need to make a move. Don't make a really, really bad move because that hampers you for the future. Uh, Last year they made a, I don't want to say a panic move, but they brought in Tommy and Agata. And we feel that those are both really good moves that could bode well for the future. We have to see them this year to make sure that that's true. But, I, I mean, that's why you, you got to be careful about it. You just don't want to do that. I'm, I'm starting to ramble, but I was trying to go towards a point. <laughs> I I do feel there's probably a good chance, I'll say a 70% chance, 80% chance, that a center back is coming in in the next month. Maybe not before the season starts. Maybe not in time for losing a couple of games because of some bad defensive things. And people go, oh, it was a panic move. I think they have people in mind and they might have to be with this situation with teams in Europe playing and the way the window is in MLS, you might be able to wait a month and have a team that's not doing well and be able to get one of their players for a cheaper price. Robert's looking at me like, yeah, right. Robert's sitting over here like, yeah. Well, I mean, a couple Uh of things. I mean, okay. So let's go the Maori situation, obviously. Um, situation with Alan Polito and I'm looking at players you know that form a, a spine of a team um, you know in this forward situation snake bit sure but these issues of the spine holding midfield or center back have been issues for more than recent times yeah. they've been issues for five years now when you look at statistics as far as defense goes transition defense defense in the playoffs especially etc so is it just a lack of planning, or is it that this team is just snake bit with these situations that have happened, or a little bit of both? Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the roles you're talking about there, the holding midfield, is I think one of the like hardest things to find, especially if you're P- Peter Vermees and the way he plays is very specific demands he has from that role. So yeah, that that's that's one that that is just a difficult spot to find. Uh, a good starting striker. That's every team on the planet is always trying to find that. Right. And then, you know, what happens with Polito? He's injured. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I don't Gosh. know if you included it in the spine, but the other, you know, an attacking midfielder in there. Also just a, an injury that you can't necessarily chalk up to planning, I guess. But And everybody's going, well, there should have been more depth. Yeah. But there's only, I mean, okay, Man City can go out and buy 100 players. Chelsea can go out and buy $600 million worth of players and still suck. And MLS, you can only buy so many players. and you, There is a salary cap. Well, There's not oil the, money. The salary cap, but then the roster limitations, like right. more than anything. The, you meant the teams we're watching here on TV right now in the Premier League have like a roster size like twice as big, don't they? And 
So I think I that's think their official way. roster is not, but I mean they have players that uh, they yeah, own that are on loan and stuff like that. So yeah. Okay, I, I won't take credit for this idea, but, I mean, it's a relevant idea. Somebody in our comments said, okay, then in the face of this situation, doesn't the Ronaldo chase seem ridiculous? I It always seemed ridiculous, <laughs> didn't it? I, I think it always did. I think it was just one of those, if if it was there, that you had to, like, shoot your shot, right. I guess. Right, But, uh, yeah, of course, like, how, how ridiculous. But isn't our be? shot at winning MLS Cup, winning trophies, isn't that what this team's about? And they've always said that ownership is willing to spend the money. Well, spend the money to get you a strong spine, get you that holding midfielder or that combination of midfielders like an LAFC has, and they have a great combination of players in there that do that job. And that's what sporting needs in my mind is a combination of three players, not Roger Espinosa, you know, 30, whatever years old he is. And, you know, some guy playing holding midfielder that's not consistent or playing out of position, Remy Walter, uh, you know, Tommy's a good addition, of course. Yeah, the mid- or the- and you buy that center back because they're willing to spend the money, what we've been told. You want to win championships, yeah, but you can you only spend the money. solve those two issues. You can only spend money in so many spots. Right. They already have three DPs. And they've got right. the, the $10 million on the book. I guess it's a while ago now at this point, but they, they did throw some money down. I, just a, a reminder there. We threw some money down. Right, been right. The whole time. <laughs> which but is, was it? Which is the argument against spending a whole bunch of money in one spot. Right. And I don't think well, like I said, all the things. mix of those three midfielders is what is crucial. And, and you mentioned LAFC. It's Seattle is the one that like really as much as I hate to say it, that's the one where if you just line up the midfields, that's just where it seems like they, they got a fifth midfielder that that, would, <laughs> right. that can outplay you know exactly. what we have. Yeah. So yeah, that that is where I, I I'm not disagreeing with you in any way. It's just yeah the reminder of like oh Cody, oh, hey, we're here to disagree, man. That's why we're a, here. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I don't know. Just sometimes you hear just someone complaining and being like, oh, just spend some money and go find a world class midfielder to yeah. play in MLS. Oh, well, we're not going to get America. a world class. We you know, know that. I, I and a Premier League yeah. center back. And right. <laughs> yeah. And and but, and and all the places in the world, there's got to be players who can do this job for us and give us some depth. You know, there's got to be. There are. Uh, Again, one of the one of the issues though is that unlike the other American sports, is everybody is competing for those exact same people. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All those teams do not necessarily have salary caps. I mean, some of those leagues do or have sure. versions of it. Some leagues are, or some teams are more wealthy than others. Some have you know entire Middle Eastern countries backing them, and don't worry, they'll be relegated soon. Um, <laughs> all of that going on, and MLS is different, and I. I completely think that a couple of MLS teams are cheating the books a little bit or, or have, and they'll get punished at some point Inter Miami LFC. Reckless, reckless speculation here. Um, I'm, it is speculation. It's not like I'm going to go into a court of law and say this. And I, with sporting, if you look at when Peter Vermees's teams have been the best, there's certain traits to them and it doesn't necessarily mean that it always has to be that way, but it is a Vermees team, is you're going to have a center back that plays the ball well. You're going to have a center back that is athletic and get back well. You're going to have at least one outside back that gets forward and plays with the – basically is more of a forward, a, a winger, than they are a defender. A center, uh, The other back has to stay home and be a good defender reasonably and can cover the slower center back. You have a defensive mid who – if they are not a great ball player, they're a very good ball winner and a short 
ball player, but they usually it's been better when they can at least play the ball better. You have a Roger Espinoza type player in the midfield. You have a creative eight because Sporting doesn't really play with true tens. And you know, so a Benny Failhaber type who sometimes played the six. So what's your point then? You got to have that right mix of <laughs> You're players. You're rambling again. <laughs> it's that right mix of players. It hasn't always been a super strong nine. You know, it's, I mean, sometimes really well teams play worse when they have an amazing number nine, even though they have about $12 billion worth of players. I never said anything about getting an amazing number nine. No, I'm no, like, I'm just, get I'm the rambling. defense right. I, I, I get it right. I agree, but it's, it's all those different pieces. And when one or two of them screw up, it, it sucks. They brought in Yuri to be that six behind Mount. And the funny thing about Maui. that is. Right. Last year I was like, Yuri's not the answer. And you and Sperry were like defending him to the hilt. And I'm like, oh, come on. Yuri's not the answer. <laughs> oh, I didn't think he was the answer, but he was supposed yeah. to be the backup. I know, I know. I know. The backup answer. He was the yeah. backup answer. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. and I, I mean, and honestly, if he was only playing every once in a while or playing the double pivot or some of that stuff, maybe they can bring him back as a, oh, a center back. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but why haven't these issues been satisfied and made better in five years time? I hate to say it. I know the whole Ico Parra situation was, but you know, it's gone downhill in center backs since Ike left. And it's just the so way it is. Well, they he only played another year anyway. They haven't made, you know, they a spent, good center back pairing since. They spent a they lot tried. of money on Fontas. Right. Right. Is they he? brought in right. they brought in a young U twenty two. DP. Right. But they're going into this season, depending on Courtney Ford, I'm who just, I know. it's history, you know, and then you've got. I know. I, under, I understand. I'm just reminding that it's like, it's not, um, you know, things have not worked in the past. Like, right. like I think they would have hoped that Bolader was maybe further along this sure. year. And it's, you know, they. Hey, they I realize this is all difficult these. to do. I get it. And then yeah. I don't know what's going on with negotiations, you know, with a new center back. I get it. I'm just saying. Yeah. Come on, people. Yeah. It's of, frustrating. Of course. Of course. It, it is frustrating. But, I mean, I guess, we're, and I think we're just mostly defending on the side of it. it's not as easy as it always sounds. Like, oh, oh, I know. It's easy I to know go that. get these guys. Oh, yeah. Sure. There's, there's thousands of these guys out there. Well, <laughs> yeah, but every team wants those guys. Everybody yeah. wants well, that and, six. And Everybody and wants I just their, want this team, our team, the city's team, to be winning the trophies that they say they are after. Do you think they're not trying? No, no, I don't think they're okay. Not then I mean, I, I I'm not difficult. saying you don't still. I'm just saying for five years we've had the same issues in defense and they haven't been solved. They have tried, and I think it might go back to oh, your I snake know. bit issue, but yeah, oh yeah, that's definitely a part of it. All I'm right. just frustrated, guys. I think we're just going to keep saying the same things. <laughs> okay, I like to argue, but that doesn't necessarily mean we. <laughs> it is kit release week, Thursday the sixteenth. The new kit will drop. Are they doing a, there's a party? Is that, is it at an unveiling gathering? No. Are they not doing that this year? No, because okay. the team's not in town. The team goes back, I think, Wednesday. Okay. I have a thing at Compass Minerals. Oh, they the are? Pinnacle. Yeah. Well, you, you can, can go buy the jersey. And yeah, you can go day. buy it, and then yeah. if you do something, you can go to a, some kind of party. I don't know. But yeah. it's not the, it's not like the traditional, like the teams there, they'll introduce right. them and the kit the same time. And Okay, well. That. It's we, mandated by Adidas when it has to be released. We are talking with longtime friend of the pod, Chad, and we're going to have the design team come back on as our yearly kit release pod. One of our one of our most listened, one of our favorites of the year. Do we know when we're doing that yet? Um, it's looking 
Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't know why we don't necessarily need to have this scheduling conversation on the air here. But, yeah, it's looking like Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> We're going to get to see the jersey before all of you. Uh, I was hoping that we could do it for this Sunday and see it way early so I had more time to brag to people that I had already seen it. But Oh, um, you haven't seen it? Oh, shut up. You haven't seen it either. <laughs> get out of here. Seen a collar, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, on that note, yeah, footy, footy headlines. The... The leader in kit leaks, <laughs> who you have to imagine desperate for some sporting KC leaks, who has become known to be very good at this. They they reached hardcore <laughs> and literally wrote an article said said kit leak collar collar leak and shorts leak. And it's like it was a picture we've all seen yeah. already. There's nothing new there. So okay, cool. They Does saw somebody get paid by article they write there, and there's no leak. <laughs> like it was a picture. Like we we all saw the picture. And then a mock up somebody did of an, an idea, right? Because yeah. that wasn't somebody with it wasn't what they said it was going to be. It was like an idea. I just love that so much. Like you know, so many Sporting KC fans are just like waiting for that Footy Headlines article, and they're always trying to get Sporting KC, and and they were just like, you know what, we have nothing. Let's just <laughs> we're just gonna go with it anyway. But, uh, yes, so look out for that on Thursday. We're not going to be able to release it any sooner than that, obviously. So um, Chad is always a uh, is always a good good listen. Yeah, because we'll sit there and grill them about why they made those choices and, you know, and how it's long just it's very, been. It's just really fascinating. The All that goes into it is wildly fascinating. And, yeah, because it's know. never as easy as, like, the people who just, I mean, people have some very great creative designs out there, but there's always a lot more to it with, with how the logo has to be and the requirements by MLS competition committees. And, and um, I, I recall the release, or I think the, well, the one two years ago that we were doing with him, he indicated that I believe it was this year, that he was very excited for this year's yeah. one to come out. I believe that's true. And it, he was just, he was teasing. He was like, the next one's good, but like, man, the one after that is like the one we're really excited. Because they work on these, they have a plan three years in advance because they're they're so on top of this. I don't imagine all the other teams do, but I think Chad and his team and, and what sporting is doing is on another level. And then I would say that if there's leaks out there, don't put too much into it because a picture, a bad picture. I mean, I've seen pictures of jerseys that was taken off of by a phone off of a computer and stuff like that. Those yeah. are terrible and don't show the jerseys as well. I always try to like judge it when I see the real, the, what the team actually releases and then have a new judgment in person. Cause that's two different things. Well, I always wait until I see it on a broadcast. That's the real, yeah, that's the real key there. So the current, or the one that's going to remain is a dark blue or whatever that yeah, color the, is called. The state, the, the state line, line the whatever number of that. Right. Line. So what main color you think this will be? Or you think it's going to be a stripe thing or what? I don't know, but here's my here's my prediction. The state line on the last kit was so faint. And I think they're going to incorporate a faint state line into all jerseys going forward. I wouldn't mind that. I think it'll be a subtle hint of the state line in all jerseys. It's going to be our thing. Do you think this one will be Argyle or have some kind of Argyle something to it? Um, I, I don't know. It, that's a good question, though. Is is the reason everyone – why does everyone think that? Is it is it because the jacket they had has the, the three things on it? Yeah. Because they've been using that Argyle – in like the you, the old jersey has the argyle like in the neckline, right. and, and they've sold gear with the three 
diamonds yeah. of Argyle for a long time. So if usually, that's all it's basing on, then I, you know, I don't know. Usually when the those new jackets and hats come out, there's some nod to what the jersey will look like, the right. next jersey, right? And then I know Chad will say every time that, oh, the the tweets and the Instagram posts, they have nothing to do with what we're doing. Well, yeah, but the it's... Website branding is yeah. you can always get hints from. But you can, it, it does show hints because they there is a brand that they're doing so i mean it they'll i know chad will say it doesn't have anything to do with it but it does and so that's why i think people are reading into it um there's been unless they're just intentionally trying to fake us out now which i wouldn't totally be surprised yeah but I, there's been some argyle type of hints the diamonds if you, i mean if you don't want to say argyle that's more like diamonds yeah. but the uh, there's also been some graduated look to it. So, I mean, there's a lot of things like if I was designing, you know, I would love to do something that has those diamonds in it. And again, this is not saying it is or anything like I have no actual idea what it is, but you could do something where it's graduating to get just a little bit darker towards the bottom of that diamond pattern, you know, um, things like that. We don't know right now, but just a reminder, we will know before all of you. <laughs> just want to, just want to get my, uh, my Cody's, credit there. Cody's bragging. <laughs> Okay, any final thoughts here before we go about our super Sundays? Um, I got people coming over. Yeah. I'm going to do some grilling out. I'm making tacos. Just normal. I mean, most years I've made like chili or something like a lot more work. This year it's just tacos. Soft tacos? Actually, it'll be both. So how do you know if it's a burrito or a taco? <laughs> Size of the tortilla. <laughs> I got little tortillas right over there, man. They're right behind you. Okay, I don't want to start a rumble on that conversation again. Um, so two weeks from today, we'll be discussing the uh, opening match. We're getting there. Man, yeah. it's amazing. Only one preseason game to go, I think. Yeah, that's, that's against. That energy is building every week. I can feel it. Who's that against? It's Because uh, it's against a USL team, I believe. I'm trying to remember who now. Anyway, it's... Uh, don't read too much into like the lineups until the first day. And let's see, other news. Casey Current had players called up to the U23 women's national team, playing a couple games. The AD French up with the senior national team for the She Believes Cup. Canada is being forced into <laughs> playing. Yeah, that's a weird situation. Uh, they went on strike, and then they were told that they can't legally strike. They like, can't legally strike in Canada. I'm like, they're not in Canada. Can't they legally strike in America? But that's, I don't know those laws, so screw. Um, let's see, Casey comments. Maybe. I was, was going to say, how about, how about Rigget? Re, I know. Rigget. I was getting there, man. Five goals in his opener? Yeah, he was a uh, big, huge trade. The comments made with Harrisburg. Harrisburg had picked up Zach Reggett from Florida. The guy coming in, when they made the trade to the comments, he had 88 goals in 88 games. In regular season play and Steve Zumble-ish. forty some wow. odd assists in regular season play, but I thought one of the more important things is in playoffs he had ten goals in nine games, showing that he and six or seven assists, showing that he plays even as well when he's facing the better teams. Steve Zunkel is just a perfectly comedic name. I love that. I just wanted to cover the other teams there real quick, and the other outdoor teams will be starting up shortly too. You're getting excited? Yeah. <laughs> Go sporting.
things got me drinking Give me real whiskey when I'm Anything to shake 